hit and keep moving forward. In the hood, till the wolves call. Bitches let a drink in the club, till the wolves call. Surrounded by the sheep in the street, till the wolves call. Everyone strip on the floor, we the wolves done. Who can fuck with the Nero? I got a Snyder extender clip, so who wanna play hero? Go bad shit like Ozzy, I was born in the darkness. Oh, you the wolf, so we pull up and you're harmless. So pray to Oliver Don, daughter, the top shotter, the top spot, final boss you cross, that's when your ride stop. Bossy out with that white chalk Trigger finger streets while leave your brains on the sidewalk Niggas acting tough in the hood Till the wolves come Bitches let a drink in the club Till the wolves come Surrounded by the sheep in the street Till the wolves come Everyone strip on the floor Till the wolves come Heard them got them niggas They be moving in the pack Think the shit is sweet They be plotting in the back Summertime better be careful where you at No matter Addy nigga We gon' get you where you lack Dipping, creeping through the night is precise Catch a nigga slipping for his ice Worth your life Answers yes, well, did nigga pay your price Right or wrong, when you see the moon, it's on sight What up, what up, what up Welcome to episode 279 of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast I'm your host, Mike De Niro And today we have a super stacked show Like we do every single week Because not only are we live here on the Circle of Debate YouTube channel But we are also live on the Bloodline Entertainment Network So throw your ones in the motherfucking air Ladies and gentlemen, it feels so good to be back. Now, I know I said I'm going five days a week, but I appreciate all my fans who were understanding of the personal matter that I had to deal with the last couple days. So once again, we took time off, but I am back and I'm glad to be back here on this Thursday to talk Ring of Honor with you. Another episode of the Ring of Honor Rewind here on the Bloodline Network and on the Circle of Debate for the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. That's a mouthful. But I am so blessed to be here. Thank you so much. Without you guys, there is no me. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for riding with the Wrestling DeLorean podcast. Also, make sure you follow on Instagram at Wrestling DeLorean Pod, at Circle of Debate, and at the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Also, make sure you follow on TikTok at uh, Circle of Debate and at the Bloodline. And make sure you hit that subscribe button here on the Bloodline Network and on the Circle of Debate. Ladies and gentlemen, before we start the show, we got to give a shout out to our sponsors over at manscaped.com. Make sure you go to manscaped.com for all your male grooming needs. 20% off site wide when you put in the promo code DeLorean, capital D E L O R E A N. Like I said, site wide, it could be the ball deodorant, it could be the fucking boxers. By far the most comfortable boxers I've ever worn. Get it now for 20% off on manscaped.com. Ladies and gentlemen, today we're talking about Ring of Honor. We're going to be talking about the ROH show number four, crowning a champion. But mostly we'll be talking about who became the Ring of Honor world champion and the career of one of those guys who really could have been something special and is something special depending on who you ask. And I'm going to talk all about that. I'm going to be talking about a man who trained me. I'm going to be talking about a man who is very polarizing, very controversial, but very talented in the ring. I'm talking about 
the world warrior, low-key. We'll be talking about all that right now. So strap in your seatbelt. We're going to go back in time to 2002 here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast. get into ring of honor crowning a champion there's a lot of love right now in the chat gotta give my respect to you guys i love you guys shout out to everybody shout out to broadcast for being here from australia i appreciate you can't wait to work with you broadcast shout out to justin time my homie justin i appreciate you being here homie thank you so much for riding with the wrestling delorean podcast all the fucking time you guys are awesome shout out to my bloodline brother nick from the Universal Wrestling Podcast, put out an amazing episode yesterday recapping AEW Revolution. Go check it out here on the Bloodline Network. Awesome episode. Thank you for being here, brother. Also, shout out to the South Philly Psycho Dom. I appreciate you for being here. My impact player of podcasting brother. Thank you so much for being here, bro. Thank you so much. We're going to be talking all about a lot of shit today. Mostly Loki's career. But first, I want to talk about why I decided to talk about Loki at this point. And I know that people are going to say, well, this is a Ring of Honor episode. We're not just going to keep it Ring of Honor, though, because I feel like Loki's career should be fully talked about. And with that comes other companies. With that comes TNA. With that comes WWE. With that comes Ring of Honor. With that comes PWG. We're going to be talking about all that. But first of all, I got the motherfucking president in the house, the leader of the circle of debate. Shout out to Ivan. Thank you so much for being here, bro. But let's get into it. Last time I was here on the Ring of Honor Rewind, I talked about a night of appreciation where we talked about Eddie Guerrero and his last night in Ring of Honor, especially, you know, it was especially special, which is a weird sentence. It was especially special. I don't even know if that's grammatically correct because Eddie Guerrero was the WWF Intercontinental Champion at the time. And at this time, it was unheard of for a WWF champion to go to an independent show that is not associated with the WWF and defend a WWF title on that show. Eddie Guerrero defeated Brian XL for that Intercontinental Champion, successfully defending it on a Ring of Honor show. That's only the third show in Ring of Honor history. So that tells me that Ring of Honor already was a special, special promotion because what other promotion is doing things like that? Eddie Guerrero also teamed up with the SAT team with Amazing Red to go against the SAT. On that same show, though, Low-Key had an 18-minute war with the debuting AJ Styles. Now, Low-Key on show one, he won the three-way main event between Brian Danielson, Christopher Daniels, and himself. Low-key on show two, won the round-robin challenge, beating Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels in two singles matches on the same night. Show number three, low-key defeats AJ Styles, the, deb- the debuting AJ Styles, I should say. Whew, the debuting AJ Styles on show three for Ring of Honor. So with that being said, Loki went into this show, the fourth ever show for Ring of Honor history, crowning a champion with all the momentum in the world. First of all, shout out to the honorary Oos. Shout out to my homie, Dan Bakley. 
Check him out on the Circle Debate MMA episode yesterday. Great episode. Shouts to the Tribal Chief. Got my man Devin from Clark Street in the house. Thank you so much for being here, bro. So, yeah, Loki's going into this event with all the momentum in the world. And he's not the only one because also in this uh, on this event, we have in the main event, Spanky, who is also going into this event with three huge victories from the last three shows. He has more of a cocky demeanor. He has a he has a demeanor and a personality that makes you just want to slap him. You know, what I mean, you have the veterans coming up to him, veterans like Jerry Lynn, veterans like like little Guido Maritato, aka Nunzio, trying to show him the way. You know, what I mean, trying to tell him, hey, why don't you do this? Why don't you slow it down a little bit? Why don't you take a couple less spots? And he's just like, Who did you ever beat? And this is coming from a guy who at the time was a rookie. So I love the character, but he was a clear-cut heel. And here, you know, the story that they're telling with him is, why would I need to take your advice if I'm winning my matches anyway? There's nothing you could tell me if I'm winning anyway. Don't tell me I'm doing something wrong when I'm coming out with the W. So with that being said, we have Loki and Spanky in the main event, but they're not alone. It is a four-way matchup because some guys are also buzzing on that roster. And those two guys are the international superstar Doug Williams from the UK and the fallen angel of Christopher Daniels. These two guys have a buzz at Ring of Honor right now for two very different reasons. Christopher Daniels doesn't have the win-loss record as Loki and Spanky have, but Christopher Daniels is causing up a lot of controversy because right now, at this point, he is the only man who refuses to abide by the code of honor. Before every matchup in Ring of Honor and after every matchup in Ring of Honor, the code of honor says that you shake your opponent's hand. Christopher Daniels is the only man who has yet to do this. He said he does not have an opponent that he respects enough for him to extend his hand and shake it. So by this being the case... Low-key, who is based purely on respect here, is like, fuck this guy. So even though Christopher Daniels doesn't have the same record as Low-key, Low-key wants Christopher Daniels' head on a silver platter. Low-key wants to be the face of Ring of Honor. He wants to promote Ring of Honor and push it to the forefront with the values that Ring of Honor has, with the values of respect, with the values of pure wrestling. And then you got a guy like Christopher Daniels who is out here with, you know, cutting cutting corners and hitting low blows and fucking not shaking hands. Everything that Ring of Honor was said to be not. So with that being said, Loki wants Christopher Daniels in this main event. So now it's a three-way. And then all three guys agreed to have Douglas Williams in the main event as well to make it a four-way because of what he's doing on the UK and what he did on the last show for Ring of Honor. Amazing, amazing matchup with Guido. So there it is. The stage is set. It is Doug Williams. Loki, Spanky, and Christopher Daniels. Now, this show, the undercard, the mid card was okay. Very quick matches, a lot of filler, a lot of debuts, some squash matches. So I'm not going to really talk about it. There's a few things that, you know, were significant. Uh, one, Michael Shane, aka Matt Bentley, the cousin of Shawn Michaels, he is starting to. He's starting to antagonize Paul London. This is going to lead to a big feud down the line, but this is the start of it where, you know, Paul London is 
over here, he got his mouth shut. He's just trying to put on good matches. And Michael Shane is poking fun of him in the back. He's saying that he's bland. He's boring. He, who do you ever beat? I'm the cousin of Shawn Michaels. Who the hell are you? No one knows you. So at this point, you have someone who wants to just be there, do their job, and leave, being antagonized. That's the storyline right now with him and uh, with Michael Shane and Paul London. So that's going to lead to bigger things in a couple months. There wasn't too much on that. Also, we had AJ Styles back on this show, his second ever uh, second ever matchup for Ring of Honor. It was him versus David Young, who also trained with AJ Styles at NWA Wildside in Atlanta, Georgia. So we had a bit of a Georgia wrestling NWA Wildside showcase match between AJ Styles and David Young. AJ Styles picks up the victory there. Let's just talk about this main event. It is announced before the show starts, like as the crowd was filing into the Murphy Rec Center, that since this is going to be for the first ever Ring of Honor champion, since they're going to crown the champion, they want to make sure that they do something big, special, and something that has never been done before. You know, we just did on this Bloodline Network a watch along for AEW Revolution. And we saw one of the best Iron Man, Iron Man matches on that show. But on this show for Ring of Honor in 2002, we have probably the most unique Iron Man match I've ever seen because I've never seen a multi-man Iron Man match. And we see it here in Ring of Honor for the first time, a four-way Iron Man match, 60 minutes. Who is going to come out with the most falls in the 60 minutes between Spanky, Doug Williams, Christopher Daniels, and Low Key? Amazing, amazing matchup. It came down, which was very interesting, to sudden death between Daniels and Loki. But it was really cool to see the show have the match have a four way for sixty minutes, and then because Loki and Daniels were tied, Spanky and Doug Williams had to go to the back, and then we continued in sudden death as a one on one. Loki ends up winning the matchup. Loki becomes the first Ring of Honor champion. It is a special moment just because of the names that they had on these shows. Like I said, Loki was a relatively unknown wrestler at the time. He was a guy who had a little buzz around the New York scene, but it just, you know, just started his career not so long ago. And on the same show, you have guys like Eddie Guerrero in the first show. You have guys like Super Crazy, guys from ECW like C.W. Anderson, guys like Just Incredible. Guys who have more buzz in the indies like Homicide and Brian Danielson. Guys like AJ Styles. And who did they go with for the first ever champion? They go with Loki. That shows what they see in Loki. That, that shows that they saw something special in Loki. The reason why I want to just skim through this event, because it wasn't too, too like good until that main event. It was really a one-match show. was because I really wanted to talk about the significance and the career of Loki. I feel like when I sat down and watched this event and I saw Loki win that title for the first time, the first ever champion in company history, and he held it up, I was thinking to myself, God damn, Loki was so fucking good. Loki could have been a whole much bigger than what he ended up becoming. If you think about what he's doing right now in 2002, not right now, but DeLorean wise, right now, 2002, Loki. At this time, TNA just started. Loki is in the main event of show two 
He's fighting for the X Division champion in a four-way matchup with AJ Styles, Jerry Lynn, and Psychosis for the very first X Division championship. Loki is main eventing Ring of Honor. He's their first ever world champion. Loki goes on to become a multi-time X Division champion, a multi-time uh, IWGP junior heavyweight champion in New Japan Pro Wrestling, a multi-time NWA tag team champion with Christopher Daniels, which is ironic, and Elix Skipper, part of Triple X in NWA TNA. So you, you think to yourself, what went wrong? You know what I mean? Like the guy had buzz. You know, it just seemed like another one of those wrestlers where everywhere he went, he did not last long. There was a lot of rumors that low-key took himself a little too serious. There was a lot of, you know, talk that low-key did not want to do business with certain wrestlers. Low-key felt that he was above certain things. And, I mean, shit, it's hard to say whether the man is right or wrong. I mean, I'm all for having self-worth. I'm all for believing in yourself and knowing what you want. And especially when you're an independent contractor, I feel like you do have the say to do what you feel is right for your career. Because as an independent contractor, it should be a joint venture when it comes to storylines and your character. So as a man who was traveling the world and traveling the Indies, I can understand why there was certain things that he was just like, that's not for me. You know, I, I, think a lot of this took place in tna i know that um i i look at the the time period of the 2006 what was it the I'm, i know i'm going to get into it with the tna shows but it's it's around this time that you had like the alex shelley paparazzi cam like comedy skits with Kevin Nash. And this is where black machismo became a thing. And they had all these characters. Austin Aries became Austin star. Uh, Sanjay Dub became the guru. And they had low key a part of this and they wanted him to be a character and bring character out of him and have some comedy. And low key was not for that shit. Low key was a serious, like no nonsense wrestler. So it didn't work out for him in TNA at that time. Loki had problems in Ring of Honor because he did not get along with management because he thought that he was bigger than what he was at the time. So it's it's hard to say, like, is he wrong? As an independent contractor, don't you have say in your character? Don't you have say in what you want to do? Dom here says, NXT Black and Gold copied their homework many years later. Only sudden death between Finn and Cole came the following week. I, I don't remember the matchup, but I do. It sounds familiar, like with the NXT. I think they did do a multi man Iron Man matchup. But yeah, the first ever one was here in Ring of Honor in 2002. But that's not the only thing that NXT Black and Gold stole from Ring of Honor. Trust me. Everyone knows that Ring of Honor was basically NXT before NXT. Um, yeah, so I, I feel like it's interesting to see, you know, Loki goes on, he goes to, he, first of all, travels all over the independence. He becomes one of the longest reigning PWG champions. And then he drops the title because there was controversy there. You know, there was the rumor that Loki refused to lose the belt 
to Claudio Castagnoli because he felt that Claudio Castagnoli wasn't a viable champion or viable challenger for his title. Think about that statement. And this is coming from a guy who loves Loki. This is coming from a guy who was trained by Loki. Claudio Castagnoli is not a viable opponent. That's a wild fucking statement for Loki. PWG doesn't do business with Loki after this. Loki goes off to the WWE. You know what I mean? Not really his fault. Did his thing in NXT, the what's it called? The, the game show NXT. Tried to do his thing on the main roster, but you know, at the time, it wasn't the WWE of today where you had smaller wrestlers. Loki looked like a small, small fish, no pun intended, in a giant, giant pond, the fucking ocean, WWE. At the time, it just wasn't the right time for Loki to be in the WWE. Comes out of his uh, his contract with WWE, goes to New Japan Pro Wrestling. You know, has problems in New Japan. He doesn't want to wrestle in a certain city because he feels like, you know, politics behind it. So it's just a shame because I feel like if you go all the way back to the start of Loki's career, Loki started wrestling in 1999. By 2000, he was already on ECW's radar. There is many interviews where Paul Heyman is talking about how he needed to change the product for ECW and he felt that he needed to make it more wrestling orientated. And there's even an article. There used to be an article on uh, WWE Network, well, WWE.com speaking about what ECW would have became if it never went out of business. And Paul Heyman said that he feels it would have been very much like Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor was the predecessor. Well, ECW was a predecessor for Ring of Honor. And he said that on his radar, he had a guy in mind who he thought was going to be the face of ECW in the new millennium. He thought if ECW got past 2001, Loki was a guy that he could bring in and make a huge star in ECW. He says that Loki was going to be a guy that he could see elevated to the top very quickly. So even before Ring of Honor, even before TNA, Paul Heyman had his eyes on low-key and ECW. So it's crazy to think that this guy was at one point so high in demand. TNA, NWA, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor, ECW. And then it's like, damn, did he really accomplish all he could have accomplished? It's crazy. You know what I mean? I, I honestly think that low-key is an independent wrestling legend. I do think that he should be in the Impact Wrestling Hall of Fame, 100%. The man had some of the best matches in the early days of TNA. Go back and watch the triangle ladder match between AJ Styles, Loki, and Jerry Lynn from the Asylum. Go back and watch Loki versus Amazing Red in both Ring of Honor and in TNA. Some of the best shit you'll ever see. I honestly feel like, you know, it was just... Him putting himself above the company and not seeing eye to eye with multiple companies and those multiple companies saying that, you know, if you're not going to play ball, we're not doing business with you. Dom says, absolute facts on NXT and low-key, bro. I appreciate that, bro. I love low-key, but he seems to have a problem with every promotion he's been in, sometimes more than once. Totally agree, Dom. And that's, that's exactly the case. You know, I feel like he had multiple opportunities with multiple companies. And sometimes with these companies, 
multiple different regimes. So you can't even blame it on past problems because the early days of Ring of Honor, not to get into the controversy, because we're not doing that here, but low-key had problems with Rob Feinstein because of the Rob Feinstein controversy. But then when Loki comes back, Rob Feinstein's gone. And now Loki has problems with the Jim Cornette reign. While Jim Cornette was there for the first time, and you know, he was working with Gabe Sapolsky to co-book Ring of Honor, you had problems with but that's also like, oh well, you know, Jim Cornette has problems with a lot of people. But then Jim Cornette's gone, he comes back to Ring of Honor, and he has problems with Adam Pierce. Who's booking the show? Then he comes back to TNA. He has problems with Vince Russo. He comes back to TNA. He has problems with the booking of Jeff Jarrett and uh, whoever. Uh, I think it was uh, Jeff Jarrett, probably Bruce Pritchard, whoever was booking in that 2017 era of Impact Wrestling when it was merged with Global Force Wrestling. That whole debacle. Loki had issues there, so you know it, it's a little. Sad when you have problems everywhere you go, and it's not even because of past tension. Is where you have different, you know, regimes at the top, and you still have problems with these people. Shout out to Brian Cook. Thank you for being here, homie. You're always showing love. I appreciate you, bro. Says man, Loki could have been such a huge, such a huge star. Instantly reminds me of what Teddy Hart also could have been if he didn't shoot it, if he didn't shoot his career in the foot. I totally agree, and that's why I really did enjoy. You know, now that things are coming out about Teddy Hart, like, let me preface this by saying that, you know, fuck Teddy Hart, because there's a lot of fucking scandalous shit that's coming about Teddy Hart. But before any of that shit was out, I was also a huge Teddy Hart fan. I seem to like the wrestlers who were controversial. I seem to like the wrestlers where it's like a little too dangerous to put them on your show. But that's why I feel like a couple years ago when MLW had Teddy Hart and Low Key on the same show. And then also Sammy Callahan, Austin Aries. Like, that was a problem. That was a huge roster, and I thought that they were doing great things. Low-key didn't last long, but Low-key did become the MLW champion. And see, that's the thing. Low-key's still going. Just last year, I did a whole episode on House of Glory. Low-key had a banger of a matchup with Malachi Black at House of Glory. Then I go back to House of Glory. Low-key has a banger of a matchup with Bandito. Loki becomes the House of Glory champion. Loki's in MLW becomes the MLW champion, having bangers against fucking Jacob Fatu, having bangers against Teddy Hart, having bangers against Hammerstone, having bangers against Filthy Tom Lawler. Everywhere this man goes, still to this day, to this day, this man is still putting on bangers. To this day, this man is still having amazing fucking matches. It's just harder to go find now because of the platforms that he's on. He's no longer a TV superstar. And I feel like he deserves to be, but who am I to say someone deserves to be if they keep on shooting themselves in the foot, like Brian Cook said. It's just, it's it's hard to, you know, it's hard to really fathom what happened here. What up to Tim King? Shout out to the Tim King Show. I appreciate you being here, homie. Thank you so much. I think, I think it's because I said banger like four times in a row, I summoned Tim King, but... Fucking Loki has bangers, and so does Tim King. <laughs> Ivan knows what's up. Anyway, that's that's basically what I want to come on and talk about. You know what I mean? Like I said, this is all love and respect to Loki. I was trained by Loki and Amazing Red at the House of Glory School. 
I was trained by low key and all my personal one-on-one with low key, never a bad thing to say about the guy. The man showed utmost respect to me, just like I showed to him. Could never say, Oh, he took liberties with anybody. He truly wants to give back. That is why he works with House of Glory. This is why he wants to be on every show and wrestle these young kids in the business to give back. He truly has a passion for wrestling. He truly has a passion for wanting to be a guy who could be a mentor for the next generation. So that's why it's like I never could say anything personally bad because there was never no personal you know, issues with me and low-key. It's just a shame to see what low-key could have been because in this era, like I just talked about, for Ring of Honor crowning a champion, low-key was on top of the fucking world. I did a little research. I, I wanted to really look into things, and at this time, low-key was not only the very first Ring of Honor champion, low-key wins the X Division champion from AJ Styles a couple days later. In Tennessee for TNA. So now at one point, Loki is not only Ring of Honor champion, but he's also the X Division champion for NWA TNA. I did some more research and I looked further into it. I ICW in New York, it was a smaller indie, and then IWA, another indie. Loki was a champion for both of them as he held the Ring of Honor gold, as he held the X Division gold, and then I did even more research. Low-key at the time was also the 0-1 junior heavyweight champion of Japan. So you look at a guy who's holding titles in Japan, TNA, Ring of Honor, and a bunch of indies all at the same time, and to think that this guy didn't become a bigger star? It's a shame. It might be one of the biggest shames in wrestling. Anyway... I appreciate you guys taking this dive with me on the career of Loki. I know we kept it somewhat about Ring of Honor. The reason why I wanted to talk about this is because him winning the first ever Ring of Honor champion sparked this in my mind to talk more about what he ends up becoming. But I appreciate you guys going on this career retrospective with me of Loki. Thank you so much. Ivan, well, Dom says, I can hear Ivan's clip now to this day. You know what? Bro, you asked for it, you must receive it. Where the fuck is it? I know it's coming. Here we go. Low key could have been a big star. To this day. To this day. Anyway, also shout out to uh, the Will Gray. I appreciate you being here. Throw your ones up. Shout out to the Ring Fanatics. What's popping, y'all? Thank you so much for being here. But yeah, thank you so much, guys. I will be back here on the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast tomorrow with a new episode talking about the very first episode of SmackDown. I know what you guys are thinking. You guys already did a SmackDown episode. How could you talk about the first episode of SmackDown? That's because me and Tim talked about the pilot episode of SmackDown. What we're going to be talking about tomorrow is the first official episode of SmackDown. It's a bunch of months later. You know what I mean? The pilot was in uh, April. We're going to be talking about the first episode that takes place in August. So I guess the pilot worked. They got picked up. And we're going to be talking about a huge, huge matchup in the main event. I'm going to talk about it tomorrow. It's going to be a surprise. But, yes, make sure you tune in tomorrow here on the Circle of Debate and on the Bloodline Entertainment Network. Hit that subscribe button for both of those right now. And join me tomorrow as we talk about the very first episode of SmackDown. I love you guys. Yo, the chat's still blowing up. I got Faction Cast up in here. Fucking scissor me, daddy.
Ivan, yes. Great show. I appreciate you. Thank you so much, Dom. Thank you so much, everybody that's in the chat. Everybody. I got all my Bloodline brothers. I got Tim in the house. I got Nick in the house. I got Ivan in the house. I got Dom in the house. I got the Tribal Chief, Devin in the house. Shout out to everybody here. I got Will Gray, the Ring uh, Fanatics. I got the Faction Cast. I got Brocast in the building. I got Justin Time in the building. I thank you so much. I love you guys. You guys are the best. You guys are the reason why I do this. You know what I mean? Not to uh, get too, too into personal shit, but the last two weeks have been fucking hell for me. I've been through hell and back, and I, all I wanted to do was just get on this fucking podcast every day. And sometimes it prevented me from getting on the podcast because of the situation I was going through. But the times that I did get on, it was enough positivity to keep me, you know, not only going, but keep me positive and keep me excited for this shit, keep me motivated. So thank you, because it is because of you guys that I feel that way. I am nothing without you people who watched my show, my Wrestling DeLorean Passengers, the Circle of Debaters, and the Bloodliners. Fucking throw your ones up in the fucking air. I appreciate you guys. I love you guys. I will catch you all tomorrow with a new episode of the Wrestling DeLorean Podcast here on the Bloodline, here on Circle of Debate. Love you guys. Peace.